This episode of the Porter Notes podcast is brought to you by us. We hope to gain more sponsors and, well, then we can put out more product. It'll happen. Let's get started. I'm Alex. I'm Lori. And welcome to another episode of the Porter Notes podcast. Woohoo. It, it has been uh, a little while, right? As the kid as the kids say, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And uh I'm I'm happy to start getting the podcast up and going again a couple times a month like we had before. When is the last one you did? It was last August. Wow. My last podcast previous to this one I should say last but the last one I guess for 2020 was with Roscoe Foster from the Rascal Theory did you do one with Teresa no she was before that she was way before that yes oh okay in fact I did kind of a double header podcast where I did one interview and then she was the second one hmm. and that was when COVID was it was probably about a year ago, actually, a little bit, a little bit less than a year ago, because as we're recording this now, it doesn't it, go out right away. Right. And it's the, well, everybody's referring to it as the, you know, a year ago, this weekend was the last weekend before everything went the crazy. The last normal weekend. Right. And we had talked after that because I wanted to get some lowdown on COVID. You know, I should revisit that and see... How much of it came true? Yeah, and how much of it we really we really knew. Or learned. Yeah. I feel like I've learned a lot. Of course, working in a hospital setting, I've talked to a lot of doctors, especially because of the whole vaccine and knowing that I was going to get it because I work at the hospital. I wanted to know as much as I could about it and educate myself and with asking questions and reading material and watching some YouTube videos, I felt very confident and very compelled to receive the vaccination. It was a very, um, it was a very emotional day. Well, it's an important thing when you really think about it. it it's, it's in some instances a life-saving thing. It's historical. It's historical and... You know, if we all want to return to normal or, you know, some sort of sense of normal or a new normal, I really don't, I, I really don't know what the best term is. But I don't know either. We want to be able to live with a little less fear, then you got to get vaccinated. Definitely. The vaccine definitely has lifted some of that fear for me. You still have to be careful. You still have to wear a mask and wash your hands and, you know, try to keep yourself as far as you can from others, especially if you suspect that they are ill in any way. Because my biggest fear was not just for myself, but for my family members. Right. 
for the older people that we have in our life mm-hmm. and for my little ones that we know everybody knows I love and adore them so I just didn't want anything to happen to any of them mm-hmm. I didn't want to deal with that guilt of possibly being the one to give it to them it doesn't take that much it doesn't take that much it's a lot of the things as as we had said many times over it's a lot of the things that you should probably be doing anyway wash your hands more regularly keep yourself at some distance from some other people and keep an eye on your health and and what you're doing and and kind of put other people in in mind you know am i doing something that might cause harm to somebody else mm-hmm. yes especially you know beyond my own self and my own family members i do feel a sense of responsibility for other people that may be compromised in some way i certainly do not want to be the cause for someone to be further ill i i've had experiences throughout my life where we do the extra precautions and we go through the house with Clorox wipes and sanitizers and Lysol and wash our hands and and we're more careful. When my mom had leukemia, that that was one of those moments. Mm-hmm. And when she was compromised, I can't even imagine if she, sadly, if she, you know, she's not here, but if she were still here and being compromised, I probably would have expressed a lot more anger in some situations than what I did because I would be so afraid for her. When your daughter was so ill, we went through another moment where, you know, we were going from ceiling to floor, cleaning our house and Mm -hmm. making sure that we were keeping our hands clean and preaching to our kids and family members about the importance of staying healthy and, and clean and so that we don't cause other people that were compromised to be ill. And again, if she were still in that state where she was sick like that and going to a grocery store and having so many people just be so blasé about it, I probably would have been a lot more angry person. And um, thankfully, we don't have that right now in our life. And I'm very thankful for that. And I hope that people who did have that situation have been able to persevere through. In the interview at Roscoe, he had mentioned that his family was dealing with cancer and there were compromised immune systems at home. That said, and with all of our precautions, I still had it. I still caught it. I still experienced the virus. I still experienced the symptoms, the sickness. It was uh, harrowing. It was it was really bad. Not everybody who listens to this podcast is a Facebook friend or a follower on some sort of social media. So I may be repeating myself to some of you, but I was pretty frightened. It's a scary thing when you have something that could possibly kill you. And... And was killing people. And it was and, killing people who were in better condition and better health than me. Well, and I know I know how afraid you were. And myself, I was just as afraid. And, of course, we had to be quarantined within our own house mm-hmm. on different levels and different rooms. And, and it was hard for me to realize that you were in the bedroom by yourself, fearful, and there was nothing I could do that, for you. Speaking of Facebook... I did join a couple of support groups for 
COVID-19, people who have it and people who survived it. And it was not really what I had expected it to be. It was a lot of questions about what were the first symptoms? How did you know that you were sick? And I think that, especially at that time, this was in September of 2020, a lot of people were wondering, do I have it? Do I know if I have it? I have a cough or my nose is running or you know, symptoms that aren't necessarily the ones that everybody had expected, which of course all the symptoms were different per person, really. And so I was really not feeling that level of support. And I thought to myself, there's there's gotta be there's gotta be a way that I can talk to people and let them know that I'm going through this and, and I really could use some love and support. And I thought I've got hundreds of people who are friends of mine on social media. So that was why I took to Facebook with it, to say, I'm sick, I'm scared, just keep us in your prayers and, you know, let us know that that we have your support. And there were many people who did respond positively to that. And I am indebted, humbly indebted, to everybody who had reacted to that post and everybody who had sent me messages and text messages and called and a lot of I love you's passed back and forth between myself and friends we would normally not talk that way Mm -hmm. and it was actually kind of sweet when I look back at it and I do specifically want to thank Andrew Delnecki he's a musician friend Chicago area he also goes by Drew Delnecki and he gave me the best advice which is and, and for those of you out there who have not experienced COVID or may or maybe in the middle of it or beginning of it and be, you know, you might be scared, you might not know what to do. The best advice was was this. And he said, regardless of how tired you are, regardless of how much you just want to lay and sleep, you have to get up a little bit every day and move around. You have to keep the aerobics going. You have to keep the air moving in and out of the lungs because it will be very it, it, it's subversive. It gets in there. It stays in there. And that's when there's problems. And he's right. As soon as I started doing that, I realized how weak and how much my lung capacity had changed at that point. I was not able to do a lot of things that were very simple, going up and down stairs. It was fortunate that it was still moderately nice out at the time. So I went across the street to the cemetery and I would walk once a day and we live near a cemetery just to clarify (laughs) yes for those who don't know us personally I would walk just a little bit every day it was amazing the first time that I did it I couldn't I couldn't walk a single mile and and I had to stop multiple times mm -hmm. to catch my breath Mm -hmm. which was pretty frightening I mean it's scary the experience was scary walking through a cemetery when you're going through this is scary because you're looking at everybody thinking they were all up on this side of the, the dirt one time, mm-hmm. <laughs> walking around like I am. Well, and there was just so much unknown. Yes. There was so much unknown and still is. Mm-hmm. This is such a new thing for all countries, not just the United States, but all countries. And there's still so much unknown. And so when you were looking for that support, there's no support groups out there because this was so new there may Mm -hmm. be now Mm -hmm. you know a year into it but there just wasn't anything like that not at that time if there was I just was not finding it Mm -hmm. 
and I think that I think that it's important if if you've gone through it, if there's some way that you can give back to people who need it, uh, donate your convalescent plasma. I've done that now. Mm-hmm. Be an ear for somebody. There have been many times when people have have sent me messages and asked, yeah, you know, I might have it. What were you? What what did you go through? What did you experience? And I'm much better on a one-on-one basis than I am kind of to a large group. So. I was happy to be able to give information and, you know, help people find some some calm in that. Well, and everybody is different, too. Like you you said already, your symptoms may not be the same as others, but there are some similarities. You know, a lot of people lose their sense of smell and taste. A lot of people have a fever. A lot of people are weak. Those sort of things. Mm-hmm. But for everyone, it is different, but it is good to be able to share that so that everybody can be on the same page and and there is some sort of support now. Mm-hmm. The other shout out I would like to give would be to Jim Miller, who, as I was growing up, was the head priest at St. Sylvester's Parish. And he's a friend of mine on Facebook, and he actually administered the healing rites to the sick Virtually, of course, which was kind of strange, but here we are in the 2000s. And it was a really kind and generous thing for him to do as well. He's no longer practicing as a priest, but of course he's very heavily into his religious beliefs. And Mm. he had that capability to do that. And and I felt like that was a a really helpful boost to me as well. I think there's a lot of people to thank and if we miss you, please don't be offended. It has been some time now. Lori Wagert making masks for us, for our entire family, extended mm-hmm. family as well. Mm-hmm. Also making them for the hospital that I do work at. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jake and Grace brought over a care package. Yep, that was lovely. And Jason and Mamie bringing over Lysol. Yes, yes. I couldn't find any anywhere. No, no. And... and Although there are things that are a little bit more readily available now as far as disinfectant wipes and hand sanitizer and toilet paper, there's still some things that are harder to find. We are guilty of hoarding them a little bit now. <laughs> we That we, wasn't on the list of things to admit. <laughs> we we don't have a toilet paper hoarding issue. Matter of fact, I think we're only down to the package that we're currently using but i do wow. have wow. <laughs> dangerous I'm, right <laughs> yeah i'm frightened now who who is who is supposed to be on, on toilet that paper duty, duty? Yeah. i don't know one of us needs to get serious about it though oh, uh we do have a little bit of a stockpile of of clorox or disinfecting wipes and i would not advise using those in no. place of toilet paper <laughs> no i wouldn't either so because COVID had hit in September here, it wasn't your typical end of the year for us. The holidays were different. Everything was. Everything was different. We we had Thanksgiving just over at Alicia's house, and there were only about six of us there. Christmas, we did nothing terribly special again. We just had a couple of family members over mm-hmm. on, on Christmas Eve. Uh, the weekend before, two weekends before, we had a little bit of a Christmas exchange in the parking lot down in Janesville with some family members from Chicago. 
And it was a very... New Year's Eve, we just stayed home. We did. It was it was not even low-key. It was lower than low-key. It was. I think, were we in our pajamas? I think we were. That could be. It, it's, That's kind of sad. It's funny because we did get to see the year come in. 2020, oh my goodness, we were all dressed in our 20s dresses and partying and having mm-hmm. a great time. And little did we know that only months later, we'd be in pajamas. <laughs> Most of the year. <laughs> for, yes, most of the year. Except for those days when you go to work or or the grocery store, which, you know, even those things all changed so much. You spent more of your year working from home than outside of home. Mm-hmm. And I still went to work. Obviously, the hospital's not going to shut down. It's actually going to be busier because of a pandemic. And grocery shopping was different we did order online and tried that, and mm-hmm. we still did do some in-store we still do. shopping. Yes, we do. We still in-store. do. We don't do as much in-store shopping as, obviously, we once had. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I don't know that I have the desire to pick that back up as, as much as I had in the past. I didn't spend as much money shopping either which is probably a good thing i don't know (laughs) one of the things that happened in 2020 especially after lockdown which was approximately a year ago is we looked around and realized how much stuff we have purging how much stuff and having my parents move in Mm -hmm. that well they had already been living with us but the final push for all of their belongings came to the house. Their everyday living belongings were here, of course, but talking about the things that were in the basement, in the attic, in the garage, and in the spare room, it was a lot of stuff. We're talking two, three, or more family heirloom... Decades. (laughs) Just things. Decades. Things. (laughs) And we had so much. Okay, one turkey platter is fine, but four? Oh, four? You're totally underestimating that. We don't need two toasters. We don't need two blenders. We don't need four sets of silverware. Oh, my goodness. We were still purging. Well, as a result, you have taken this role on placing many items on the Facebook buy, sell, and trade. On many community buy, sell, trades, yes. And that has been really, I would say that it has been really successful. I would say that it has. It's almost like a full-time job. I am thankful that it has been as successful as as it is. I don't want to just give away things that I know have some value especially things that belong to your mom. Of course, we're, you know, purging through her things, but we're also purging through our things, just realizing we have way too many things. Well, it certainly is true. We're keeping, you know, the the thing that is either the newest or the, or the most reliable or something that we know is definitely going to function well for a family of our size. So if there's Let's just use toasters, for example. If there's a two-slice toaster or a four-slice toaster, we'd keep the four-slice because we have that many people. Don't get me wrong. We have been donating things to the local St. Vincent de Paul. 
Yeah. But they had some restrictions on that in the beginning as well. In fact, mm-hmm. there were many cars that were lined up bumper to bumper just to drop off donations. I, you know, we're not the only ones who, I think, were purging. Yeah, looked around and said, "This has got to go." <laughs> and we also provided for all of our kids in mm-hmm. some way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, we gave them items that they needed in their own households and maybe a few too many things so now they don't want anything from us (laughs) so yes there has been some buy sell and trade activity and it's probably interesting to some people to see where is all of this stuff where did it come from and that's what i wonder yeah i wonder that too i sold my comic books and they had traveled with me since the 1980s i've had them Well, in the 80s, I was a teenager, so almost my entire life. But especially in this last 10 to maybe 15 years, all they did was stay in a Rubbermaid tote and go from apartment to house. And I wasn't really enjoying them. Now, I know where they went. They were appreciated and enjoyed. I know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. So there's that good feeling about it. But then I started thinking about those things, those other things that I've how long am I going to keep these things in a corner or on a bookshelf or in the attic or under the bed? And that that was a real eye-opener to me. It's freeing. It is really freeing to let these things go. Mm-hmm. It's so, it feels like a weight lifted off. And, you know, there's other things too that have helped in that whole weight being lifted you know we we've been you know healthier and trying to do things that are good for us versus Mm -hmm. not and you know getting things out of the house and waiting for those days when we can go travel again and Mm -hmm. you know but but having the year to kind of reflect being forced Mm -hmm. to reflect I think has it's been a good thing. I mean, most people aren't going to say that of a pandemic, of a of a lockdown, of having to be home and, you know, have your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's really been, there is that silver lining or that positive thing that has come from it. We meditate more. Yes. Last month, every day, right? Yes. Actually, from the end of January through the entire month of February and onward, we're, we're still meditating daily. And you're doing yoga many times a week now. Yes, and we are also doing an aerobic workout with your sister many times a week. And it's been good. It's it. I feel relaxed. I feel good. I feel healthy. And those things have, those are, are good. Those are good things. There are some things that we miss that are, that we aren't doing that, we would love to be getting back to and it, it's just going to take some time you know doing the music and gigging and and being out there doing that it's it's just going to take some time everybody mm-hmm. that's involved in the band or solo acts has to be comfortable mm-hmm. and has to be ready on their own time you just have to be safe mm-hmm. safe you have to that's... be safe and you have to be smart about it right There is no judgment here. I'm glad you're out there. I'm glad you're doing your thing. Just be safe. Part of our new outlook towards, and it's not, I don't know that it would be an outlook. It's maybe even more of an in-look 
by doing the meditation Mm -hmm. and doing the yoga. It has really helped me get through these really, January and February were really cold months. Oh, they were terrible. They were really bad, but it did help me get through that in the sense that I knew we weren't going to be able to go anywhere. We weren't missing anything. I mean, it, it, it's, it does help when it's cold outside, but you don't have to go outside. Mm-hmm. It did help me to focus on things other than where I'm at at the moment I and think, kind of wallow in that pity. Yeah. I think also along with all of this, what we've done for ourselves kind of thing, we didn't get to spend as much time with some of our kids mm-hmm. as we have with others. But the time that we did get to spend with them, I feel was really good quality time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But especially with our grandkids, we've had a great year of good quality time with them. And that is so important because they're not little forever. And I think that that's something that I will forever treasure. Archer is... 10 months now mm-hmm. i mean he's, he's he's pretty much a year old he's almost almost doing the walk on his own he mm-hmm. still has to have something to hang on to has mm-hmm. a little tooth and he's adorable oh my goodness and he's got such a great laugh and Kristen's going to be seven this year and she's so wicked smart mm-hmm. oh my goodness that girl is just going to surpass all of us she's so incredibly smart and she has such a strong head on her shoulders. She's, well, yeah, she is definitely strong-willed. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. No. We just have to survive it. <laughs> well, and even Xander is 18. I know, I can't believe it. He just turned 18 and in February. And working very hard and finishing school and yeah, has some plans and that's it's, all great. Those are all good things. It's really been an amazing year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not necessarily calendar year, but I mean, if you look back over this last year, it really has been amazing. Well, and having your parents live here has been good, you know, not having to worry about them being in another house and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever can go wrong with that and just being there by themselves. It's been good for them. They've been able to enjoy having all the kids around as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we check in on my grandma and try to have her over when we can. And the, like I said, it's just, it's quality time that you're getting with people that maybe you wouldn't have if we were so busy. Now I'm going to change gears here and talk about something that happened in this last year as well. Uh-oh. You launched a new venture. Oh, boy. I hate bragging about myself it's not bragging it's self-promotion i it's still bragging well it's bragging in some respects because it's really cool Eh, i i think it has the potential to be really cool i don't think it's really cool yet well tell listeners about it tell listeners about it i what is this venture what is it called well it's an Instagram page and a Facebook page, mm-hmm. and it's Wisco Veggie Foodie. I many of you, if you don't know, I am I have been vegetarian for as forever, mm-hmm. as long as I can remember. I mean, my parents made me eat meat when I was a kid. I hated it, and usually gagged through it. <laughs> so, <laughs> throughout the years, as soon as I could cook my own food I never cooked meat for myself I cook it for other people and I think I do a pretty good job at it Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I do prefer vegetarian dishes and I love to take something that would typically have meat in it and make it vegetarian. And that's part of what this page is about. What it was intended to be mm-hmm. before COVID was going to a restaurant, trying to find something vegetarian on their menu. And it's tough. It's really tough, especially in meat-eating communities. <laughs> um <laughs> But trying to find something vegetarian and critiquing it and, Mm -hmm. you know, taking beautiful pictures of food and then describing what I had and what I like or disliked about it and kind of a food critic or a restaurant critic in a a sense. Mm -hmm. But what I love to do more than that is, especially because it is hard to find vegetarian dishes, if I find a dish at a restaurant that I'm like, hmm, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. or that looks really good and then I come home and I try and make it without the meat hmm. which you have had to experience eating a lot of those things oh it's a good thing I like to believe that it is oh it, it, it really is I still like to take things that typically might be a meat meal mm-hmm. and make it a vegetarian meal mm-hmm. I made um Normally, it would be called beef wellington, Mm -hmm. but I made a vegetarian wellington, Mm -hmm. which was made mostly of mushrooms and other vegetables, but the mushroom was kind of the the meat part of it, and and then wrapped it all in the pastry and baked it, and it was pretty good. It was really good. I have to work on it a little bit. So are you sharing these recipes then on this page? I haven't. I'm terrible. I don't really follow recipes. I... I know what flavors go well together, mm-hmm. and I know what spices to use, so I kind of just throw them together and and make them work. I do follow some recipes, and I haven't really put those recipes out there. It's more just been pictures of the food that I make and mm-hmm. a little description of it, and I have had a couple of people ask, are you going to share a recipe because that looks really good and I want to make it myself. Right. But I don't know if I'm ready to do that yet because someday maybe I might expand, but I don't want to give away all my secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Are you just posting things that you've made or things that you've experienced? Mostly it's been things I have made or experienced I did recently feature something that my daughter made. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really shared a lot of other people's things. Listeners out there who might have something to suggest or something to share, you're open to receiving information from them? Photos, messages? Sure. I And I think if if it's something that really speaks to me, then maybe I would post it. So if anybody wants to be a fan, they can go to facebook.com slash Wisco VF. V is in Victor, F is in Frank, or V is in Veggie, and F is in Foodie. Yes. And they can see all of the wonderful photos that you've taken so far. And as you mentioned, you're on Instagram as well. Instagram has more than the Facebook page does. Mm-hmm. Just because I started out there first and I don't, I'm terrible about always remembering to click the little button to share it on the mm-hmm. 
Wisco Veggie Foodie page. Mm-hmm. I am trying to get better at that. And also, I get so darn excited sometimes <laughs> about the dish that I forget to take the picture. I know. I know. <laughs> I, or I might take it after I've already dug in and it's like, oh, shoot, you know. But <laughs> It is my intention then to start pushing the podcast out a little bit more again and getting things out there for the people. And I, as you know, I enjoy this considerably. I really love when the two of us sit down and can talk like this. And Mm -hmm. I really enjoy meeting new people and interviewing people. And I think that that's a, a really fun thing. And it's a great way to, to have, you know, this platform has always been one that I've wanted where there's people who might not necessarily be famous Mm-hmm. by the traditional sense of the word. But everybody has a story. You know, everybody has something that they can talk about or everybody has an experience. or Everybody's important, really. Mm-hmm. And this gives them that, that opportunity to, to have some spotlight. I was going to say, Alex knows this of me, and there are a handful of people that know this of me as well. The fact that I am doing these podcasts is a major, major thing. Now, if I had a room full of people doing this, there is absolutely no way I could do it. I am so (laughs) terrified. It is an unnatural fear of being in front of people and talking. And I know this is going out there and that anybody on the web can hear it. But for some reason, that seems to work for me okay. Well, there's thousands. There's thousands of people who listen but to this podcast. if they were thousands. sitting here, if there were even two or three sitting here, Alex knows, I, I would be stumbling all over myself. Thousands. So if anybody out there is interested in being a supporter. Please. A sponsor. Maybe someday I could get over the fear. Thousands could be listening <laughs> about your product or business right now or service. So I really want to touch on something here, and I think you have your phone handy. Why don't you go ahead and grab that, if you would, and bring up, bring up the uh, the web browser on there. Because, Safari. Yeah, if that's if that's. Ooh, what that's you're using. a plug for Apple. Maybe we should get some sort of kickback for that Apple. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to start pushing our Twitter page a little bit more. I think that there's some more. Hmm. I would say engagement on Twitter and of course still working with Instagram. However, I just did some some numbers. Now everybody knows the podcast has not put out a new episode since August. So the numbers are are still pretty good. I'm mm-hmm. kind of surprised by That's that. Good. For the better part of the United States, of course, we are listened to the most in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And then second to that is Illinois. And then a little further down the list is Texas and California. And I think that that's all because we have relatives and friends that are in those areas. But there are 23 states that have never listened to the podcast. What? 23. That's 23. What? Come on, people. 23. So you have, you have, you have your phone handy. I have it handy. Everybody out there. You're just going to have to humor me with this because we're going to go over these 23 states. Uh-oh. He's calling you out. And Are they even going to know, though? Well, I'll hashtag this post. Oh. 
And you're going to hashtag the 23? All 23. It's going to oh. be the longest hashtag I've ever written. However, <laughs> I have to make it worth their while to listen, right? So we're going to, I'm going to say a state and you're going to give me just one fact about that state. This is going to take a while. It won't take that long. Okay. It won't take that long. All right. This is in no specific order. Unfortunately, it's not, uh, you know, it's not uh, alphabetized for you. I'm sorry. Okay. You had no idea we were going to do this. No, I did not. Oh, I bumped the microphone. Sorry. Okay. Here we go. 23 states. 23. Okay. Do you have, what have you got up? Well, you just have it blank. Maybe you could bring up like Wikipedia and then, uh, you know, go to like the United States and then it'll have a list of states and then you can select each state and then go back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. Wikipedia, list of states. Perfect. Found on the web. Now, this would be kind of ironic Hmm. if the list that just came up because it's not alphabetical either whoa if it's the list if it matches we have this happen to us a lot yeah there's some strange synchronicities in this world in this house we have this happen to us a lot in this room it's probably because we're so involved on the internet with (laughs) all of the things that we do (laughs) okay here we go okay ready first one can't believe this either i can't believe this one we've had no listens from tennessee tennessee yeah tennessee what can you what can you tell me about tennessee give me just one this might be faster if i just type them in because scrolling through mm -mm. what can i tell you about tennessee i don't even know that i need to look up tennessee whatever you know tell me one thing about tennessee nashville that's not no no that's not a fact that's just a word you got to be like, oh, country this- music. No, no. You got to you got to say something like the state bird is the. Oh, come on. Something. One factoid. About Tennessee. This could take a while. The Grand Ole Opry is in Tennessee. Does that work? It's going to have to. All right. Do you really you want me to look up the state bird for all these places? No, what? I don't want the state bird. <laughs> I just want you to say something like Tennessee. It's the 43rd state in the union or Tennessee. It's Well, I would think that the Country Music Hall of Fame and Grand Ole Opry in Tennessee is a pretty big deal. Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky. Oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't make fun of Kentucky. No. If you I've been there. I try to get them to listen. Okay, then what do, what can you say about Kentucky? I'm looking. We want them to listen, so we have to be respectful. Kentucky Fried Chicken. What about it? I just saw it come up when I put in Kentucky. <laughs> now that would be something interesting if I can make that vegetarian. Yeah. Okay. So, to the listener at home. There's a little behind-the-scenes thing. So we're recording the podcast, and then there was a phone call. And the phone call was about a half an hour long, so we kind of lost our bullet here. So we're just going to pick up through the magic of, of podcasting. It was no time for you, but it was some time for us. So we're just going to pick up at the start here, okay? At the start of the at whole the thing? At the start of the whole thing. No way. 
20 no of of the 23 oh, the, the states. states yes i thought you meant the we're going all the way back i'm like come on <laughs> there's some good material there <laughs> he does edit out some of this craziness but some of these things do stay yes okay 23 states is a refresher there's 23 states out there who have not listened to the podcast Tennessee. yet Tennessee's the first one. What can you tell me about Tennessee? Well, I already said, but it probably got edited out. No. I don't know. Grand Ole Opry, Country Music Hall of Fame. They're in Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. It's not necessarily a factoid. That's just, it's almost like free association. Like I'm giving you a word and you're giving me a word back. Okay. What What can you tell me about Kentucky? Well, through the magic of internet, I can tell you something as soon as it loads. I'm ready. I don't know why it's being so slow at the moment. This is going to take us all night. I'm using the site you gave me. Kentucky. Well, maybe there's another site. Maybe there's a... Just look I'm just going to type in Kentucky. 50 facts. Or just look up facts about the 50 states. Okay, let me try that. We'll wait. One fact about all 50 states. Okay. Are you ready? Out there, this bit is so overwrought. This is going to be awesome. This bit was so overwrought. Okay. To the listener, I apologize. Okay. We're going to go back to Tennessee here. Tennessee. Hey, you know what? This list is in alphabetical order. How awesome is that? Oh, terrific. Okay. Tennessee. Graceland. Why didn't I think of that the first time around? The estate of gra- and gravesite of Elvis Presley. Oh. That's in Tennessee. It is in Tennessee. Okay. What about, what can you tell me about Kentucky? The largest underground cave in the world, 300 miles long, the Mammoth Flint Cave System. Is in Kentucky. Yeah. Whoa. Who knew? I didn't know. People in Kentucky know. I'm sure they do. Those of you in Kentucky, we really want you to listen to the podcast. So do feel free to contact us, porternotes.com, and you know, tell us a little bit about Kentucky, more than what we've just told everybody. Maybe you could do a podcast about I'd the largest to. underground cave in the world. I would absolutely love to. What can you tell me about Arkansas? The only active diamond mine in the United States. Whoa. Is in Arkansas. Isn't the Ozarks are in? No. Well, they they do kind of cascade into Arkansas some, but they're mostly in Missouri. But there's the little, I can tell you something about Arkansas. I was in Eureka Springs, which is the very northern tip of Arkansas by Missouri. Uh Uh-huh. Beautiful. Oh. Beautiful little town. Okay. What can you tell me about Montana? It's very large. Hmm. And there's a place called Grasshopper Glacier, named for the grasshoppers that can still be seen frozen in the ice. Whoa. That's incredible. I, I don't know if I've ever been in Montana. Uh, I've probably driven through. Well, yeah, I don't think I've ever been. I've been in Wyoming, but I've never been in Montana. I don't know. If I've been in Montana, it was only probably a very small part of it and driving through. Well, speaking of Wyoming, 
Wyoming what is next. Can, what can you tell me? What can you tell me about Wyoming? Aren't there cowboys there uh, in Wyoming? The Register of the Desert, a huge granite boulder covering 27 acres with 5,000 early pioneer names carved on it, is in Wyoming. Whoa. So that's pretty awesome. I don't even know what that is. I'm going to have to look it up. Well, what can you tell me then about Utah, other than they have not yet listened to the Porter Notes podcast? I've been to Utah. A few different places in Utah. Yeah. Salt Lake City. And then the southern part of Utah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely stunning. Mm. Glen Canyon, Bryce Canyon. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, They have hoodoos. Whoa. Yeah. Do you know what a hoodoo is? No. It's those red rock towers. And they call them hoodoos. Well. Yeah. I I saw them in person. But here on the internet... uh, they're known for the Rainbow Bridge, the largest natural stone bridge in the world, 290 feet high, 270 feet across. Amazing. It's probably in that southern part of Utah. Here's another state that has yet to listen to the Porter Notes podcast, and that is the state of Idaho. Well, I know there's potatoes in Idaho. That's what they say. Uh, we eat them often. Idaho, the longest main street in America, 33 miles in Island Park. Hmm. They have a place called Island Park in Idaho? Apparently they do. Do They They don't have islands in Idaho. It's landlocked. Did you know that in Illinois they have a place called Blue Island and it is completely surrounded by land? Well, how about that? Hmm, Yeah. If Illinois were on the list, then we could use that, but... Illinois is not on the list because the people of Illinois, some people in Illinois listen to the podcast. But nobody in Idaho does. No, same could be said for Colorado. What? Can you believe it? People in Colorado don't listen to the Porter Notes podcast. What can you tell me? What is it that you can tell me? Enlighten me, if you would, please. Isn't Colorado the first place that legalized marijuana? I don't know that. I mean, we're pretty liberal, you know. Colorado should be listening to us. They seem think, liberal. They're, I would think. they're doing the marijuana thing out well, there. Well, to show that 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 we love Colorado, even though they they don't listen to us, what can we tell the world about Colorado? Well, we can tell them that the world's largest silver nugget at one thousand eight hundred and forty pounds was found in eighteen ninety five. Oh, I take that back. Eighteen ninety four near Aspen. I've not been to Aspen, but I've been to a lot of places in Colorado. Come on, Colorado. I've visited you many times. I've traveled your roads many times. Rocky Mountain National Park. I've been there. Amazing. Saw a huge elk. Amazing. Colorado needs to listen to us. How about Hawaii? I've not been there. Neither have I. I would love to go. Yes, me too. Hawaii. It's it's on my my list. Maybe we can do a podcast while in Hawaii. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. I don't know. They might be annoyed that I just said Hawaii the way that I said it. I don't... Yeah, we'll have to check into that. I don't mean to offend the people of Hawaii. I I want people to, to love Hawaii as much as we love Hawaii. We haven't been there, so we don't know how much we love Hawaii. I love Hawaii. Didn't you have... 
a piece of rock from the volcano and had to send it back? Yeah, that's that's a story for another podcast. But yes, there's a... But you didn't get it yourself. Someone gave it to you. Well, no, I found it in a thrift store. Oh. And then bad things happened. And you sent it back. I sent it back. Okay. So that story is, you know, real people. Take it serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't ever take any, any lava rock from Hawaii. Bad things will happen. So according to the internet, the only royal palace in the United States is in Hawaii. It's in Lolani. I don't know if I'm saying that right. L-O-L-A-N-I. Anybody out there who is familiar with Hawaii, lives in Hawaii, is from Hawaii, let us know. Let us know if Lori's got their pronunciation down. We know somebody in Hawaii. We know a few somebodies in Hawaii. We do know a few somebodies in Hawaii. They yeah. should be listening to our they podcast. They should be listening. They should be representing, representing their state. Come on, Hawaii. What about Mississippi? Oh, well... And people who are from Mississippi. We have we have a good friend that we have a couple of good friends that lived there mm-hmm. and still have family there. And from them who have lived there, mm-hmm. it's pronounced Mississippi. Yes. Yeah, that's the it's it's shortened to Mississippi. Mississippi. Yes. You gotta get a little swagger in there. Uh, and I've got swagger. This family... I don't necessarily have Mississippi They swagger. don't call grandmas grandmas or well, grannies. Th- th- this might not speak to all of Mississippians. Well, this particular family calls their grandma Mima. Yeah. No, Mama. I thought it was Mima. No, they call her Mama. Oh, gosh. I got it wrong. Mama. Okay. Well, you can't go wrong, though, with this fact about Mississippi. Coca-Cola first bottled in 1894 in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Oh. Well, there you go. Didn't know that either. I always thought Coca-Cola was These are facts was a, that I knew nothing about. I always thought Coca-Cola was, was uh, Georgia, Atlanta, because there's a big Coca-Cola plant Distribution there. center yeah, or something? Yeah, there's a hmm. Coca-Cola museum there or something, too. Hmm. What about South Carolina? Oh, come on, South Carolina. We have visited you also. Yes, we went to Myrtle Beach. Yes, we had a lovely time. It was actually our first combined family vacation mm-hmm. yours and mine yes we had your they children were, they my were children. very clear about yours and mine on that trip. oh they yes <laughs> <laughs> they kind of still are <laughs> yeah yeah but but uh, i digress what can we say to the good people who might be listening now in south carolina we're, we're doing a shout out to their state the first tea farm in the united states created in 1890 near somerville was in South Carolina. Amazing. How about that? Tea in the United States. Amazing. I thought it was an Asian thing. Amazing. Or Indian. Am I right on either of those? Well, there's a Darjeeling that is an Indian tea. But the others are in China. They're Asian. Asian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there seems to be something about the topography there. Not just the climate, but also the the rocky right. kind of hilly soil. Right. That that lends well towards tea uh, cultivating. I love tea. So how about this one? Alaska. Now, Alaska. I honestly believe that people in Alaska don't listen to the podcast. I believe it. That one's believable to me because it's very far away from the heartland, which is where we are. We're in the Midwest. 
And Alaska is kind of its own thing, my understanding of it anyway. I've only known people who have traveled there. I don't know anybody from there. Factoid about Alaska. I'm ready. The longest coastline in the U.S., 6,640 miles, greater than that of all of the other states combined. Really? Alaska's big. It is big. Wow. I. It's the last frontier. California is really big, too, but it has more coastline than California what? and Washington and all of the other coastal states combined. California only has that one strip where Alaska has three sides. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So how about this one? Alabama. Alabama. Alab- I've been to Alabama. I've been through it. So Alabama factoid. George Washington Carver, who discovered more than 300 uses for peanuts. Is from Alabama. (laughs) It's from Alabama. (laughs) It was a very very sincere facial expression. 300 uses for peanuts. 300 uses for peanuts? I can only think of a few. 300? This one kind of surprised me a little bit. Oh. Delaware. Del- the people, the good people of Delaware have not listened to the podcast yet. And I'm surprised by that fact. Delaware might be another state that I've never been in. Not even through. I don't know that I have either. But that doesn't mean that I won't. I would be more than happy to go to Delaware. I wish that I could go and meet some Delaware, Delawareans, Delawareites. I would love to meet some Delaware dignitaries Dignitaries. who could could show me around the state of Delaware. Well, let me tell you. I mean, I would take you with. If they were dignitaries, they're probably of Swedish descent. Oh? Yes. The first log cabins in North America built in 1683 were by Swedish immigrants. That's amazing. They have some amazing food. The Swedes? Yeah. Or Delawareans? Swedes. Delawareites? Delawoos? Delawisters? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> to South Dakota. South Dakota? Yeah, South Dakota. Come on, South Dakota. I, I went to college in North Dakota and spent time in Aberdeen, South well, Dakota. We took a trip to South Dakota in 2011. I've been there a few times. And it was uh, it was a, a really nice trip. It was a really nice trip. Aberdeen. Anybody in South Dakota know of Aberdeen? I spent some of my college years hanging out in Aberdeen. I know it's not a big town. But that's all we had to do because my college was just over the border in North Dakota in a very dinky little town. There was nothing to do there. Hmm. But the world's largest natural indoor warm water pool, Evans Plunge in Hot Springs. Been there. Wow. Uh, so now, South Dakota, I'm holding you accountable. I've hmm. been to your state many, many, many times. I need you to return a favor and start listening. Well, that's that's a direct call out. I guess so. What about and this is a this is a state that we've been through and oh goodness, was it uh 2015 maybe? 2016, we took a trip along Route 66. Yes. 
and and this was by far the most beautiful area i mean when you cross the state line and you come into the state i have to say it was breathtakingly beautiful and that is the state of new mexico new mexico i was wondering where you were going with that because there were many beautiful things along that Mm -hmm. route quirky Mm -hmm. things also we should do a podcast on just that we should do a podcast from route 66 we can we can travel new mexico yeah smoky bear a cub orphaned by fire in 1950 buried in smoky bear historical state park in 1976 oh that's Hmm. sad i didn't even i didn't know smoky the bear was named after a real bear yeah that uh and that whole story yeah that's something man doing these factoids is kind of showing what little knowledge i have of our states (laughs) how about oklahoma I went to the Cowboy National Hall of Fame Museum. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. We took the family on a trip that to was Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That I, was also my, on that Route 66 trip. Yeah, I, that was the second time I'd been there, actually. My apologies to the good people of Oklahoma, because I have been to and through Oklahoma. That's right. Yes, I've been to Oklahoma um, multiple times myself. I was there as a child. I have family that lives in Oklahoma. Well, they should be Why listening to you. Why aren't they listening? They should Come be listening on. to you. Oh, I'm so upset about that right now. What What can you tell everybody else out there who might, like me, might not know a heck of a lot about Oklahoma? It might even been there. Inquiring minds. Yeah. Inquiring minds yeah. want to know this about Oklahoma. I'm ready. The first parking meter was installed in Oklahoma City in 1935. Wow. I wonder how much it was to park in 1935. Right? Yeah. Hmm. What about the great state of Louisiana? Louisiana. I'll tell you this. My godparents are from Louisiana. Shreveport. I would love to go to New Orleans. Me too. You have multiple family members that have been there multiple times. Mm-hmm. Love it. They mm-hmm. have nothing but Absolutely. good to say about it. Yep. I have not been there yet. Yeah. One well. of these days it's going to happen. I have been in northern Louisiana, but I have not been that far south yet. No, I've not even been to northern Louisiana. The most crayfish, 98% of the world's crayfish are in Louisiana. Wow. Not vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> they call them crawdad down there. I don't know what they call them. I don't eat them. Yeah, they do. They they have a pulse and eyeballs. I'm not eating them. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Virginia, the state of Virginia. Virginia, I've been there multiple times too. These states okay. are disappointing me. Come on. Okay. I have been to these places. Hmm. Virginia. Yeah, yeah. The only full-length statue of George Washington placed in the Capitol in 1796. Really? Yes. The only full-length statue of George Washington. You know, I believe that because mostly you just see the bust. Yeah, that that might be true. Right. I'm I'm thinking to myself that I don't I don't believe I've ever seen a full-length statue of George Washington. I I probably have seen it because I've been to Virginia. I just don't recall. Bordering Virginia, West Virginia. Been through 
West Virginia. And what can you tell me? And, and the listeners. Is, this is interesting. Is it? Marbles. Most of the country's glass marbles are made around Parkersburg in West Virginia. Amazing. So we know someone who collects marbles. Well, we do. And we, I also have a friend who has bought and sold marbles on eBay. They can go for big money. Oh, yeah. That's no joke. Someone in Parkersburg probably made it. Maybe. What about the state of Vermont? Vermont. I know they have maple syrup. Hmm. They probably hate it when you do those, you know, obvious things. Well, I think maybe. There are plenty of... (laughs) I was thinking about it. At first, I was going to say yes. I was going to wholeheartedly agree with you. But then I thought to myself that there are people here in Wisconsin who really you know, buy into the whole cheese head, brats and beer sort mm-hmm. of thing. So there there probably are maybe some people who don't like to be pigeonholed or stereotype. Well, but then there are some who... I'm sorry to say, but the internet has also pigeonholed them. <laughs> the largest production of maple syrup in the United States, Vermont. Wow. <laughs> oh, goodness, that's funny. <laughs> Well, to the good people of Vermont. Maybe if they start listening, they can tell us something else about their state. Yeah, the ball is in your court. So do feel free to contact us, porternotes.com. Just uh, send us a message that way. Send us some maple syrup. (laughs) (laughs) We're down to the last two. Oh, boy. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Is it really New Hampshire? That's how it's written. I think it's New Hampshire. Somebody from New Hampshire could let us know. What is the best pronunciation? And maybe a little bit more about their state other than this factoid. I don't think I've been, I, I uh, sadly, I have not been to very many of those eastern states. We need to take this on the I road. I would love to. I would love to go there and I would love, but I would love to do it during their summer months. Hmm. I don't want to deal with the winter. All right. This is an interesting factoid about New Hampshire. I'm ready. Artificial rain, first used near Concord in 1947 to fight a forest fire. Whoa. I wonder if that's like seeding the clouds? I have no idea. We might have to look more of that up. Somebody out there is from New Hampshire or has lived in New Hampshire that can maybe enlighten us on that. Mm-hmm. This is the last one here. All right. And... I'm not surprised. It seems as though other than New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, that sort of thing, we, we really uh, we really haven't hit much of the uh, the Northeast. So this one is Maine. When I flew, I went to Paris. We flew over Maine. Hmm. I believe I, yes, because they pointed it out when, when they said we're now at the coastline of America and there is, you know, the Northeastern states, Maine and yada, yada so far yeah that's why they don't they don't listen because they're yada yada to us <laughs> yada, <too>. yada. <laughs> well hey we're in the midwest we're just the flyover zone oh, nobody yeah, knows where coast. we're at mm-hmm. absolutely the, yeah, you know, they just know that there's cows here that's probably why they don't listen to us yep they know there's packers and beer and brats and cows yes but the midwest is responsible for so much Really? So, oh, absolutely. Chicago, the the city with the big shoulders Chicago. right here in the Midwest. Now, of course, coming from Chicago, I'm going to tout this, but everything passed through Chicago for many, 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 many years. If it went from the east to the west, it passed through Chicago. The slaughterhouses, the railways. I mean, not only that, but if you think about just the Midwest, everybody talks about Midwestern nice. 
You know, there's there's just this thing about about these states here in the heart of the country. People from outside of this area love the Midwesterners. They love the way that we live our lives. They love the way that we enjoy things. They they love our music. It's so interesting that you say that because I was on a trip to Mexico and I was scuba diving and my partner mm-hmm. that I was scuba diving with that day was from Colorado, one of those states that doesn't listen to us. See another connection to Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she was commenting about where she was from and I'm like oh yeah Colorado been there and she says where are you from and I said I'm from Wisconsin she's like I could tell I'm like really I said it's the nasally sound that we have that accent and oh she's yeah like, yeah she's like no it wasn't that it's your sarcasm so you're saying we're nice here I've had quite the opposite experience they said we're sarcastic maybe I was being sarcastic when I said <laughs> maybe so what can we'll, you tell me about we'll the state? We'll never know, will we? Oops. The most easterly point in the U.S., West Gaudi Head. I'm not sure how to say that. G- I'm sorry. You probably nailed the Hawaiian pronunciation. <laughs> Gaudi, maybe? It's Q-U-O-D-D-Y. West. Probably, it's probably like uh, Quoti. West Quoty Head? Yeah, maybe. The most easterly point in the United States. Which makes sense that when I flew from Paris home, that was the first place we saw. Was it people from Maine that we were in line with to see the Prince performer? I think it was. No, no, maybe it was maybe it was Pennsylvania. No, I think I think you're right. It was Maine. Yeah. So we do have some connection. Yeah. Six degrees kind of connection. I told them that they weren't as snooty as we thought they would be. (laughs) Maybe they were from Boston. I don't know. It was one of those Eastern. Those of you in these 23 states who have not listened to the podcast and hopefully are listening to us right now, we love you. We appreciate you. You're very fine people. And... I say on the next podcast, Mm -hmm. we maybe do things about the states that do listen. Oh, I would love to. I look, I could yammer on and on about some of the these other states that I've been to and and my love for them. Well, except for one state, which I will withhold. Oh. Yeah. I think I might know which one it is. Mm. Well, we should probably wrap this up and I would love to thank everybody out there who has been supportive of us and patient as we put out this new 2021 installment of the Porter Notes podcast. I hope we didn't get too long-winded for oh, you. Oh, we're, we're entertaining. <laughs> I've been told that. <laughs> oh, goodness. I sure hope we don't bore people to death. And I would like to invite everybody who might be listening to check out our Facebook page and check out some of our other ventures like Wisco Veggie Foodie. And we also have, uh, I still have the comic strip out there, although I haven't done anything with it in a while, which is Vegan Dad Comics. And there's all kinds of things that you can go to porternotes.com and kind of choose your own adventure to go to the different things that we do. Mm -hmm. And that would be a lot of fun for you and a lot of fun for us. Is there a link to all those things on Porter Notes? Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. You go there and, and you choose what you want to learn more about or the page that you want to visit. And it takes you from there to where you want to go. Perfect. So, and next week, well, maybe not next week, maybe two weeks from now, but the next installment of the Porter Notes podcast, the next episode will be my interview with musician Brad Palmer. I'm looking forward to it. Brad is a 
wonderfully sweet person and a great musician. Oh, it was it was a lot of fun to talk with him. A lot of fun to talk with him. So I look forward to having that up and I look forward to hearing from people out there. If you know somebody in those 23 states. Oh, yes, yes. Get them connected to Porter Notes. I'll, I'll say this. If you out there, listener, can prove to us that you've turned another podcast listener onto us, um, maybe we should maybe we should make a contest. Oh, yeah. What are you thinking? I don't, I don't know. I got to think about this because they've got to definitively prove it too. Uh, you know, one way to prove it is by by um, rating us. What are you on gonna Apple give them? Podcast. You can rate us on Apple Podcast, and you can put a little little blurb, kind I guess of a review of how much you love us. The way that we could know mm-hmm. is the new listener from one of those states can tell us who turned them on. Yes. And that's how we can kind of verify. Yeah. And then and then we can I'm, I'm sure I you know we're purging this house. We'll we'll send them something. <laughs> that is a great idea. <laughs> I'm sure that I've got some sort of We like, won't even charge shipping. <laughs> no, I've got some sort of old band flyers or or something, some you know. Some little piece of bric-a-brac. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got some ceramics that either I or the kids have made or something. I, you turn you turn somebody onto this podcast and you let me know and can you prove get, it definitively. You will get something that you was will get once owned. One of the most unique quirky gifts yeah. of your life. <laughs> it was owned by us. It was in our home. Uh, we'll even take in, and include a photo of us holding it. It was beloved at one point or at another. At one point. And I swear to you, it won't be something like used underwear or anything like it's that. It's not going to be lava. <laughs> it's not going to be lava no. stone. <laughs> no, that's already gone. But uh, okay, so until next time, this is Alex. This is Lori. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.